Hello and welcome to Ringwood's podcast. As your host, Rosie Watts, each week I am joined by a series of authors, colleagues and guest visitors to discuss all things books and publishing. Welcome back to Ringwood's podcast after our short little mini break. Today I'm delighted to invite on my colleague Hayley. Thank you very much Hayley for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Now Hayley has played a very important role at Ringwood in helping with our audiobook side of things which I'm very excited to discuss with you. So first of all can you tell us what is your role in the audiobook side of things at Ringwood? Since November 2022, when Publishing Scotland announced that they would be offering a grant for five indie publishers to get their books turned into an audiobook, I basically oversaw the whole project from start to finish. I helped write the marketing plan, which made us successful in obtaining a grant. And after the audiobook started production, I was the point of contact for Ringwood for Publishing Scotland, the studios of Beat Studio and the author. So everything kind of went through me. And then when we liaised with the studio for choosing a narrator, which we went with the wonderful Steve Worsley, there was actually a couple of narrators that they suggested. We went through them as a group, me and Tom and Ringwood team. And ultimately it was Tom's decision at the end of the day because it was his book. And he liked Steve Worsley's Edinburgh dialect. He really liked that. So that's the one that we went with. And then they sent over the files and we just kept them updated with necessary decision making. I had a little bit of experience with this because my SYP mentor was also an audio assistant. So I had a little bit of background knowledge that I could fall back on. It's weird, like this time the last year, I didn't think I'd be doing something like this. And I don't think Ringwood expected that either. But it all kind of happened to fall into place. It was all just perfect timing. And it's a wonderful feeling to have made a market Ringwood, bringing in a whole new department. And then I'll be leaving the successor in my place when my time at Ringwood ends. So to have a whole department created when I started, it's just mind-blowing. Yeah, absolutely. I hope you're proud of yourself. You played such a pivotal role in this moving forward, as you have explained very briefly in just listing all your roles and being that main port of contact. I just as well picked up on you talking about Tom Wood, the author, and deciding on the voice narrator for the audiobook itself. How important do you believe that voice narrator is for the audiobook's popularity, its success rate, and everything else? Oh, absolutely. 100%. That's the key factor that's going to make someone keep listening or turn off. So I've listened to my fair share of audiobooks. I think I've got about 300 in my library or something. Wow. And I've been put off by a bad narrator. It's absolutely, absolutely essential to get a good narrator because you're going to be listening to this voice for a significant period of time. So you need to be able to listen to it and enjoy it. And hopefully the narrator will create a new kind of perspective. And also the other important thing is that words and names are pronounced properly because there's nothing more irritating when there's a recurring word and <laughs> she's just like, oh no, you're saying that wrong again. And it just, that was another thing that we went over in Ringwood. That I think we got a couple of test versions and I think there was only like two mistakes out of 80,000 words or something like that. It's not a bad track record if you ask me. No, that's pretty damn good, to be honest. That's just an important part, particularly if someone's in a dialect or something, it's just going to really annoy them. So that's equally important is knowing how to read the words and speak the words, etc., as well as having a good voice. Yeah, absolutely. Ever been tempted yourself, Hayley, to be a voice actor for any audiobooks? 
<laughs> a little bit. Sometimes I did a, a voiceover for like a uni project, but I was feeling like I'm constantly going um and ah. <laughs> voice just doesn't flow properly. It's a talent. Well, don't forget me when you're famous if you ever go down that career path. I will not, Rosie. I will not. <laughs> <laughs> so what actually attracts you about audiobooks itself? You said you had over 300 sat in your library waiting to listen. What's the interest? So without trying to sound like a hipster, I liked audiobooks before they were cool. <laughs> you set you set the tone. <laughs> so I've been a member of Audible since 2014 and ever since my first semester in my first English class when I was returning to uni as a mature student. The first book that we got given was Wuthering Heights and I just couldn't get into the story because I was getting so lost and not in a good way in the language and I realised having the story read to me I could finally follow what was going on. And with later books that were easier to digest is the fact that I'm just not a fast reader of written words and I'm not exaggerating when I say I honestly don't know how I would have got through the English segment of my degree without audiobooks. And I've always been drawn to them because of my dyspraxia diagnosis in 2015. Dyspraxia is a cognitive condition which among other things um, it affects your organisation skills, your memory and attention span. A bit like Dory from Finding Nemo. <laughs> that's, that's my Disney character. I totally get that. <laughs> And I'd always loved books, but having dyspraxia meant that I just found reading a total chore. But audiobooks changed that because it means I didn't have to stay in one place or fall asleep, which I usually did. I would start reading one page and I would be gone before I got to the end of the page. <laughs> oh, I think we've all been there. Don't you worry. Yeah. <laughs> so the fact of just having an audiobook and I can just listen to it. And when I'm driving, I obviously need to keep my eyes open on the road. So <laughs> that's, that's not an excuse. But I think in the end, I would love to become part of the audiobook production process in a company in order to give back to my peers with similar disabilities who find listening easier than reading, as well as just those who enjoy a great story on the move. Actually, just over a year ago, I called into BBC Radio 2 with Jeremy Vine with the subject of, can you say that you've read a book if you've listened to it by audiobook? Do you agree? Absolutely, 100% yes. It takes the same amount of time to listen to a story being read aloud as it does being read internally. Even ebooks have an estimate of how long it's going to take you to read, so what's the difference? What is important is a good story and character investment that makes you want to read all the way to the end. I've given up my fair share of books because I can sleep at night without knowing what's going to happen. And dyspraxia is only one condition where audiobooks benefit readers. There are other people with their learning difficulties or dyslexia and even blind or visually impaired people. This is all really interesting, particularly about those conditions. Do you think that's a part of the reason why audiobooks are more up and coming because they're permitting this accessibility to people that do find it just a bit more challenging to read? Oh, absolutely, like 100%. It's going to sound really cliche, right? But because of the pandemic and the lockdown years, the sales of audiobooks have been increasing every year since 2020. And during the lockdown era, it was because of the lack of accessibility of printed books due to the closure of booksellers and people had to source digital alternatives like ebooks and audiobooks. But now, as we catch up from after a two year break and get back into our busy lives, it's a time saving alternative where you don't have to sit in one place and read. I was at a meet and greet recently with my favourite author, Juno Dawson, as part of a book marketing tour for The Shadow Cabinet, follow-up from her book, Her Majesty's Royal Coven. And I had said to her that I had read the book last year, but I had forgotten most of what happens. And she suggested that I save time and listen to the audiobook, which is wonderfully narrated by Derry Girl star Nicola Coughlin, a great narrator, which is key to a successful audiobook, which is what we discussed earlier. 
and Little Did Juno Dawson know it was the audiobook I had read the first time around. And I've been a huge fan of the actor Elliot Page ever since I saw Juno, and I was eagerly anticipating his autobiography, Page Boy. I was refreshing my audio library on Tuesday night just to make it appear at midnight, and I was so disappointed when it didn't instantly appear. I think it must have appeared like some point in the middle of the night. And I said, right, okay, I'm going to sit down, do nothing all day, just soak up his words in this long-anticipated audio bit. So I sat down on my sofa. The stack of dirty dishes in the kitchen were calling guiltily at me from the next room. And I just knew I wasn't going to be able to enjoy it unless I forced all my dishes first. <laughs> so I put it on a stand and listened. And occasionally just took my gloves off to make an occasional note. And the only soaking I was doing was with soapy suds. Oh dear. <laughs> oh well, at least you still got to enjoy listening to your audiobook. So do you listen to your audiobook on the move? You've mentioned listening to them while doing the dishes, but do you listen to them sort of walking places when you're driving or is it very much an at-home activity? No, totally. I'm not so much on the move. I'm probably mostly in my car. <laughs> it just makes me sound totally lazy. That's still on the move. You're moving from A to B. <laughs> it counts. It's just usually like if I switch between two radio stations and I don't like anything, I'll just stick my audiobook on. And usually I actually like that and I don't know what's going to happen. Well, not, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know I'm going to enjoy it. So yeah, definitely. And I think if I was the running type, I would probably listen to it while I was running. But I'm not the running type. <laughs> I'm not the running type. The running type. That's when I find myself listening to audiobooks is definitely on that walk or that run. Yeah, maybe running for a train, but apart from that. <laughs> Do you really? You could enjoy it, though, if you're rushing for a train. I'm not sure. Maybe it would calm you down. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? There's an experiment waiting to happen there. It's weird. Some people have criticised audiobooks because they say, oh, it's really distracting having a narrator that it's not the way you picture it or etc. But it's weird. I've got the opposite issue where, as I've discussed, I find reading books sitting in one place trying to read it. I just get really distracted. So it's just funny how different people are. Yeah, I think you speak for many as well in that sense. I'm sure you're not the only one that feels the same. And finally, can you tell me a bit about Ringwood's partnership with Publishing Scotland? Because it's a very exciting one. It's brilliant. I honestly can't really believe it's happening. I'm still trying to wake up, you know, from this dream. I still keep thinking somebody's going to wake up and somebody's going to take it away from us. But, you know, six months down the line so far, so good. They've just been absolutely wonderful. They offered a grant for five publishers and true to their word, they organised absolutely everything. So all we had to decide really was what narrator we wanted. They organised the studio, they organised the funding behind it. Absolutely, just took care of absolutely everything. And Vicky Rayleigh from Publishing Scotland, she's just an absolute gem. She's so lovely. And I was in touch with her quite a lot back and forth between ourselves at Ringwood and Publishing Scotland. And Ian from Offbeat Studio as well, he was also equally lovely, very kind and very patient. Well, we had to take a couple of days to make decisions and arrange a convenient Zoom time for everybody. Is very patient, very understanding. It's been a great experience overall. No words can do it justice. Yeah, definitely. I just, like I said, like this time last year, I just didn't see this happening. I just didn't imagine that I would be behind such a huge project. Like I said, I don't think we at Ringwood thought that was going to happen either, but the way it goes sometimes. 
here we are. Well, I hope you wake up from your dreaming soon because you aren't dreaming and you've created a wonderful thing at Ringwood, definitely leaving a, a legacy. And I hope you also manage to get through your 300 audiobooks saved. It's a long list, a lot of hours, but you've got time on your hands, I'm sure at some points, whether you're washing the dishes or running for trains. So thanks again, Hayley, for joining me on this week's podcast. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Take care. Thanks, you too. Bye.